This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. Middle school basketball coaching legend and Duke basketball shooting coach in his mind, Austin Orman. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Welcome to it on a Tuesday. Glad you are along for the ride for the next two hours. I'm Austin. He's Strick. Glad you are with us, whether you're listening on the radio at 93.7, the Ticket FM, Ticket website, or, uh, TicketFM.com, or on the stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, all up and running for you on this Tuesday. Up and running tomorrow, Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul, our wonderful sponsor here on the block. Love them. Love them, like them, and... Uh... It's a great time to go out there and have it, you know, with the uh, the weather the way it is today. It'll put you to sleep, so get mm-hmm. ready for a good nap if you <laughs> go out there and have it, because it's, it's it's very filling. It's very, uh, it's good stuff. And uh, Charles takes great care of it, and they take great care of making sure that the food is succulent and good. In in the winter and in the fall, you get Mary Ellen's to, to warm your soul, to make you feel a little bit better. Yes. In the spring and summer, you get it to amplify the good vibes and the good weather. Well, you got spring game coming up too. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, baseball time is is here. It's nothing mm-hmm. like having a a good, uh, wholesome, full stomach before you go. Isn't that crazy? Like when you go into stadiums and when you go into uh, 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 arenas and stuff. Like, don't don't it seem like for what they're giving you, it's like overpriced. <laughs> <laughs> it's like always ten bucks always. for a burger that's like they just kind of threw on the uh, pulled out of a little package and <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like crazy to me. But hey, Mary Ellen's ain't that way, that's for sure. No, absolutely not. So go make sure you check out Charles and his crew. Twenty seventh and Pine Lake is where you find Mary Ellen's food for the soul. A uh, lot to get to today on the show. Uh, excited to talk to Cluster Johnson again. It's been a minute since we've heard from him. Uh, we'll get his thoughts on maybe this Nebraska spring ball, but what was it like for him? What does he go through his best and worst spring memories, some spring game memories? And how, how are the kids doing? You know, we haven't heard much, you know, from Cluster recently, so we'll catch up with him, uh, make sure we get that done. Uh, NFL headlines, there's a lot going on there. Six teams now interested in trading up to the number three overall pick. Had a bidding war for number one. Looks like we get one for number three as well. Uh, How does the Odell Beckham Jr. signing affect Lamar's decision? And someone was saying that Joe Burrow is more consistent than Patrick Mahomes, is a better quarterback because he's more consistent. We'll get into all that in hour two uh, before uh, we get out of here and cross over with the old school crew. 402-464-5685, the numbers for you to join the show. Strick, I want to jump off here in the college football realm. Uh, UFC hires Cliff Kingsbury. UFC or USC? USC. Uh, Okay. The University of Southern California, the Trojans, fight on and all that, have hired Cliff Kingsbury Mm -hmm. as a senior offensive analyst. Uh, Surprising to me only because I thought he was still in Thailand. I thought he was still on vacation after uh, dipping after the Cardinals let him go. But no, Cliff Kingsbury uh, apparently back from vacation, not as the quarterback's coach, not as the offensive coordinator, but as a senior offensive analyst. So this tells me two things, Strick. Number one, Cliff Kingsbury is not going to stay there forever because he's Mm -hmm. more accomplished than to stay in an analyst role. And number two, USC is tripling down 
on offense. Not looking to to fix a defense that you know gave up butt ton of points multiple times last year and cost them games. They're tripling down on the offense. I can't say I fully understand it. Um, there was a basketball coach that uh, had that theory. Um, and my mind is, good gosh, I hate when this happens. When other things are on my mind, especially some of you guys on the text line that are saying <laughs> saying crazy <laughs> stuff sometimes, it has me thinking about it. Um, but um, he coached uh, at Phoenix, and um, he was just an offensive-minded coach. And that's all he did. They just said, we're going to outscore you. No defense, didn't really care about it. D'Antoni. Mike D'Antoni. Mm-hmm. Okay, there we go. And listen, they can only take you so far. You can just go back and track it, look at the history of a lot of things. It is a rarity that teams that don't have any form of defense, rarity. Now, I'm not saying that it has not happened or it couldn't happen, but it is a it is a rarity that teams that aren't in some form of a top 10 in some categories of defense have not uh, have won. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you could possibly look at the old uh, St. Louis Rams teams where fun and gun and they were just running up, running it up on people, um, you know, with Kurt Warner and that crew and Isaac Bruce and all of them, you know, great those, show on turf. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you could probably say that was one that got away with it, but it's rare. So I, it may work in the, it may work in the Pac-12. Very finesse, very soft, very, you know, open style of, of, of play. Could maybe work uh, slightly in the Big 12 to some form, but eventually you're going to run up against a juggernaut, a gauntlet of, of teams that are going to going to be coming downhill on you. And if you can't move the ball and you can't stop anybody, somebody's going to get a stop sooner or later and you're going to come up short. You mentioned it may be working in the Pac-12, and it did to some degree last year, USC – uh, goes eight and one in Pac-12 play, uh, eleven and one overall. Uh, they they lose their bowl game. They lose the conference championship game streak to Utah, who is decidedly not that Utah. Yeah, they'll run it from the shotgun, but very pro style, and they want to get downhill with what Cam Rising did. Strong running game, strong line, strong enough defense. Utah's offense was above average, but not an elite offense. No. Put up forty plus on USC in that championship game. USC put up 40-plus as well, but it was one mistake by the offense that really doomed them. Mm-hmm. From the end of that game, the defense couldn't make up for it. Maybe it works in the Pac-12, but that, to me, is the next point. USC's not going to be in the Pac-12 forever. That part. That's what I, that, that's what I was alluding to. It mm-hmm. may work there, but you're about to come over to where defense matters. Mm-hmm. Like, like, listen, we you know the Big Ten, uh, for whatever flaws that it may have, and they do have many. One of them is not that part. No. You know, they may not be able to match up with you, score with you, um, you know, sustain it for long periods of time. But doggone it, Iowa made a living off of the defense. Mm-hmm. Illinois, say what you will about them, their defense was solid and staunch. Um, there, there, there are some, even Rutgers. Rutgers for a good portion of the year was just – Locking people down, mm-hmm. beating people with defense. You know, if you can't um, if you can't stop anybody, a bad team with bad offense can end up hurting you. 
because you can you're going to make mistakes. Quarterbacks are going to throw interceptions. Quarterbacks are going to fumble mm-hmm. the ball. Uh, defensive ends are going to get a beat sometimes on an offensive tackle, and you might end up with one of them types of fumbles that ends up in the on the twenty yard line in the red zone going mm-hmm. in your way. I mean, it's just that's the type of thing that happens. If you can't stop anybody. So last season, USC scored the most points in the Pac-12, 579 points scored. The second most points scored goes to Utah, the, the conference uh, winner, 541 points. USC allowed 409 points, Utah only 300. But 409, okay, well, Utah was one of the best defenses. What does 409 mean? Let's look at some of the other teams in the conference who were really bad. Arizona, 3-6 and six in conference play 438 points allowed Colorado which went one and 11 won only one game is a Pac-12 game gave up 534 points USC was essentially as close to giving up the same number of points uh, as Colorado did as it was to the best team in the conference in Oregon State that's not a good place to be it plain and simple it's not if that defense could be even average that's a college football playoff team, no doubt. They find a way to get one stop against Utah. But that defense was, you know, barely New Year's Day caliber, let alone New Year's Six caliber. Absolutely, and that's what I mean. When it comes down to and that and, and, and the powers of the college football uh, uh, conferences begin to narrow. Mm-hmm. And you start looking at, you know, just look at the SEC period. I mean, come on, man. You you can go Georgia, Alabama. You can go Tennessee. You can um, you can shoot even Mississippi State. They play D. Mm-hmm. Um, you know a lot of them. Uh, I, I would say maybe the closest thing to them is maybe Ole Miss. Ole Miss kind of sure. likes to you know they they're very mm-hmm. offensive minded. Um, I, 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 South Carolina, as bad as they were, they still play some D. A little bit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A little bit. So they, they have some form of defense that uh, is there. Now, you you go over to the ACC. I think you go over to the Big 12. You got to look at tech, Texas Tech. They like to run it up and throw it and toss it mm-hmm. out. Uh, Texas is not too bad on that form. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can go up and down a, a few teams. Kansas State, solid. Physical. Physical, mm-hmm. solid. Mm-hmm. Uh Used to be Oklahoma, and Venables is going to get them right at some point. I think he's going to get them right mm-hmm. defensively. I think he, you know, he failed in that aspect last year. But I year. think that Oklahoma team's a really good comparison in that Oklahoma's yeah. defenses were never good, and it was their undoing in the college football playoff. Yeah. But they were better than USC's. Mm-hmm. They weren't allowing 400 points a season. And Strick, I just saw this. I was going to compare Pac-12 to the Big Ten. USC, like we just said, ends last season giving up 409 points. Indiana was the worst defense, the worst scoring defense in the Big Ten, 407. Yeah. USC's defense was worse than Indiana's last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and and, 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 and I'm going to – to me, I don't think top to bottom, I don't think the Pac-12 is that good. You might have a no. few teams. Um, you know, UCLA finally got better. Mm-hmm. Um, Oregon State came out of nowhere. Utah was very physical. Um, but like you said, Arizona, Arizona State's horrible. Washington was fraudulent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Stanford garbage. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can just go up and down that, uh, you know, the Pac-12, and you can realize that. But if you're, you're, I think, I think you would be setting yourself up for failure if mm-hmm. you want to take that approach as you come into the Big Ten. For sure, that's my thought. 
So then it begs this question, at least to me. Is the Big Ten going to become a quarterback league? Is USC's offense going to be good enough to force other Big Ten teams to upgrade at the quarterback position? Because we know what Ohio State's done at quarterback. And I think the the competitions between those two schools to be the Big Ten's you know, quarterback factory is going to be fascinating. We saw what Michigan did, went out and upgraded from Cade McNamara to J.J. McCarthy, at least in terms of talent. Um, Purdue had it a It took a them a while to finally figure that out, though. <laughs> it did. That, that's the point. It took them a while to figure it out. So is USC's arrival, and even UCLA, what they did with uh, Thompson Robinson, pretty highly rated guy. They stuck with him for a while, and he produced a really good year. And they got a four-and-a-half, five-star out of Michigan, and Dante Moore to commit to them right out of Big Ten country. Is the arrival of those two West Coast schools, California, known for quarterbacks, is that going to be enough to you know, shape the Big Ten into being more of a quarterback-focused conference, or will the Big Ten force those schools to you know bump up their defenses? Um, I think when you look about, I think I mean when you look at the the cross section of what the Big Ten is going to be from east as far as the east is to the west, mm-hmm. you're going all the way out to Jersey, Maryland, mm-hmm. all the way over to California, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a large swath of the of this. United States covers every uh, every freaking um, land <laughs> area every of inch. it. Uh, so I think I think it's going to open the door for opportunities for um, quarterbacks to uh, be able to feel good about a strong conference. They're going to be mm-hmm. seen. It's going to be competitive. What interest is what's going to interest me is how are they going to proceed? Is it going to be pods? Is it going to be, you know, elimination of divisions? Is it going mm-hmm. to be a, a whole conference uh, with percentages? That's the part that's going to interest me because, um, you know, as a quarterback, those are probably things I'd be looking at. You know, what is my opportunities to get to the big show, to get mm-hmm. to the big game? Um, I know I'm going to play every night uh, on TV and, and they're going to have big games pretty much every night. Mm-hmm. But then we all, we forgot about Penn State. Golly. Um, you know, uh, this is going to be a tough conference, I think, mm-hmm. with the addition of UCLA and, and USC. It's going to be fun, but I'm just interested to see how they're going to uh, work it out, scheduling and pods or mm-hmm. divisions or how they're going to do that. It might help to have a commissioner. Big Ten still doesn't have a commissioner. That's something I want to talk to Sip tomorrow about. Because Kevin Warren left for the Bears, and we've really heard nothing. The ACC... Well, he did his good job, though. He did his job of getting the money. He He got the bag. Bag secured. Bag secured. So, he did that. But if the Big Ten's, you know, the second biggest conference in college athletics, at least in college football, which is really driving the bus, shouldn't it have a commissioner? What's taking so long? That's my question. And is it a vision? Is it somebody know. not not being able to share the vision? And why I mean, do we what, not have any a, names? The ACC secure resecured theirs. That's mm-hmm. one that we're going to talk about. I think, or mm-hmm. I don't know if it's now, but I'm still wondering how he's able able to survive. I don't know. The ACC to me, I thought was flailing and falling. I would say um, Florida State saved them a little mm-hmm. bit with how well they played. Mm-hmm. You know, f- to finish yep. off the season. Um, I look up and down there, Kentucky's an anomaly. Can they sustain it? Not Kentucky, not Kentucky. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, uh, NC State, State. for some mm-hmm. sometimes had a run. Pitt had a good Pitt year. Pitt had a solid. Can Clemson get back? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Miami. With Clemson being down, Miami was garbage. They had high hopes for Miami. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen with them? Mm-hmm. Can Florida even get back? Is Florida doomed? 
Sutter Heyman text line, 402-464-568. Can Florida even get back to it? I'm I'm just I'm I'm I look at Gainesville and I look at the swamp and I'm like, what a great place to play college football. What an mm-hmm. atmosphere. Mm-hmm. When it was good, it was great. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. but can they even get back? I don't know. I wonder how much Florida will be impacted too by the whole Rashada issue mm. with you know the 13 million that fell through first with Miami then with Florida that's going to hang over him cuz it has to yeah we talked about all this change for so long a couple years ago and it's all finally coming you know to fruition next year this is the last season without USC and UCLA in the Big 10 stuff's going to change because it's going to have to change maybe the Big 10 becomes more offense focused maybe USC and UCLA become more defense focused Whatever happens in the Big Ten is going to make ripples then to the SEC, to the ACC, obviously through the Pac-12, through the Big 12. What's happening here is going to change the landscape because how could it not? Uh, it, it, it's got to in some form or fashion. Um, how it does it, I have no clue. Um, I just hope Nebraska uh, finds its niche, um, finds its – identity again establishes that and um, is able to do something with it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm hoping they're able to take what they have and you, you, you know, you know, when you get the clay, mm-hmm. you know, when they, when they're molding the clay, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that rule and their crew is able to just take a lump of clay, a lump of coal, whatever lump of clay and just able to just begin to mold it and shape it into to something that's respectable and and mm-hmm. and you can really get behind again. That's what I'm hoping. Nobody's arguing the the availability of clay. There there are resources to work with in terms of people, in terms of facilities, and even just you know cold hard cash. The clay is here at Nebraska. Who's going to be the one to shape it, and what's it going to be shaped into? Because it hasn't felt like there's been a plan consistently. Maybe there's been a little bit of a vision, but it's been short term. I don't know, Strick, if I've seen anything in the last decade that says this is our concrete plan. This is an acknowledgement of where we are. This is an acknowledgement of where we need to be. What are the steps in both the short term and the long term that we need to take to get there? We'll we'll get into that and more. We're going to step aside, uh, get Cluster Johnson on the horn. That's right. We'll talk to him, uh, two-time national champion, on the other side of this break.